0: Hey, Holly. Hey, Dave.
2: Welcome to the What Difference does It Make podcast.
0: So happy to be here today.
2: What is happening?
0: (laughs) How are you doing?
2: I'm good. We're still in 1980.
0: We're in 1980. I think this should probably be our last 1980 show.
2: What what don't you like? What what don't you like about... Tell okay. me what you don't like about I, no. I would like it. No. To... Because it was a big year for country music. Yes. And you don't, apparently, not, not a big country music fan?
0: You know, I like country music. I do. I've grown to like country music. I did not like it in the 80s, but I appreciate it now.
2: Last week, I got to see the, uh, the Ultimate yeah. uh, Yacht Rock Festival, which was uh, Michael McDonald, Kenny Loggins, and Christopher Cross with the orchestra, and it was phenomenal. And Kenny Loggins, of course, sang, uh, I'm all right. It was great. And then you know he's singing, uh, "This is it." And then all of a sudden, Michael McDonald comes out and sings. You
0: Did they play together the whole time? No. They all play different sets? Yeah. Separate sets?
2: It was a lot of fun.
0: So first of all, was everybody or most of the audience our age, would you say? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Who would you say most were there to see?
2: Oh, Michael McDonald. Yeah? Oh yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, he he closed the set. And he had a hand in a lot of these songs. It's kind of cool, actually, yeah. <laughs> to, to like remember, like, oh, yeah, what a great song yeah. this was and what a great song that was. Yeah. And, you know, when Michael McDonald adds backing vocals to certain songs, mm-hmm. not only that, but Steely Dan. Yeah. a lot to these songs and he was a huge part of nineteen eighty and before and 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 after and
0: but Kenny Loggins too.
2: Good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kenny Loggins. The woman behind us was excited about hearing Pooh Corner. That was her (laughs) big She was actually going to both there was it was Friday and Saturday night at the Hollywood Bowl. And she was going to both shows, and she was really excited about hearing Pooh Corner. So he did play that. I was hoping that Stevie Nicks would yeah. stroll out for Whenever I Call You Friend, but that did not happen.
0: Did you dance for Footloose?
2: I did not dance. Well, you know, you stand up and you do whatever. You, you move can. a little. You yes. sway. You sweat, yes. <laughs> You sway and you watch everyone else. Like, you're looking around saying, all right, who's making an idiot of themselves?
0: See, that comes with age. You don't judge anymore. I'm just happy to see people getting into a show, you know. Yes, you watch them when they're dancing, however they're dancing. But I appreciate their appreciation for the music.
2: Yes, exactly. It was nice. Old people wearing Yacht Rock hats. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. Yeah, they sold out both nights. Yeah. People still love these songs.
0: Understandably.
2: Which is why we do this show. Because we still love these songs, right? But what don't you love, Holly? Okay.
0: I don't want to be a downer, but I am going to tell you comes. something. No, <laughs> I'm, this is a discovery about myself. As we were leading up to today, this particular show, looking at the movies and the soundtracks, because I consider myself a huge fan of eighties music. But as I'm looking at the movies and the soundtracks, I'm not that big of a fan. Like I said, there's a couple of the a couple of the movies, like Roadie, you know, where I appreciate the music, but I'm finding that. I prefer New Wave to some of the rock because you think about the hair metal, sure. hair bands, and which I like. I, I do like them. I appreciated them back in the day, although the music didn't really hold up for me. I really like New Wave better and not many of these movies. Like you said, there's a lot of country music. We didn't talk about it yet, but Paul Simon, One Trick Pony. I love Paul Simon. None of these movies really have a New Wave soundtrack.
2: Further down the road, when the New Wave comes they, they would it. be willing to, to make a movie like Purple Rain or something like that.
0: Yeah. Urban Cowboy. Do you remember seeing that movie?
2: I do. Yeah. I, I do liked it. I do liked it. I do. I like movies. Uh,
0: <laughs> me like movies. Me,
2: me like movie lots. I do remember that. I remember, and I, a lot of it has to do with the music. And I think a lot of it has to do with me sitting in the back of the car. My parents were into country music, so I was listening to a lot oh. of a lot of country music. So I knew about Mickey Gilly and you know, a lot of these artists I had a great appreciation for Kenny Rogers. And of course, my you know, my mom worshipped Dolly. I, oh. I still worship Dolly now. And yeah, Nine to Five, and actually, that whole album is really good. Urban Cowboy, or are you talking about or, Nine to Five? Or, or, or bo- actually, both of those albums are, are really really good.
0: Urban Cowboy looks great. I'm looking at the soundtrack now, and there's it's there's a lot of crossover. Right, um, yeah, right. Those Which they- I love that, like, J.D. Souther and Glenn Fry and Don Henley on here. Lion Eyes is on the soundtrack. But then you have, you know, the old school, Devil Crossing. Went Down to Georgia. Yes,
2: yeah. yeah, right. They became huge hits. And, yeah. you know, the Eagles had kind of, they were the entryway into uh, yeah. country. Yeah, so I think that's...
0: Bringing it to the masses. Right,
2: so it was, you know, they, the Eagles started in 72, and, you know, by 1980, they, they were huge, and people yeah. were more accepting of country music, I think, back then.
0: What I remember listening to in the car with my parents was the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac, mm. that rock. That's what they were into, so that's how I got my exposure to it. And having had that, always, I'm sure I would have been turned on to them, or my, I would have had appreciation for them anyway. But it makes you think about the influence your music has on your kid, Not just what you turn them on to, but what is always on in your house. Sure. Yes. I appreciate that my parents exposed me to that without even really knowing it.
2: Right, but
0: like country, like your like yeah. your fondness for country music.
2: Yes, and, and what I have realized is you can't sit the kids down and say, <laughs> "Listen to this. This will change your life," because it does not work.
0: Have you ever? We did that with one. Two, we did it with two albums, and they took to one. Oh, okay. What did you, have you done it?
2: I think I gave up pretty early i don't think i ever was like i think they realized like oh you know dad really likes this band or dad really likes you know (laughs) he's he's a little nuts for this you know for springsteen or whatever i could never sit them down but somehow they discovered it i think they had to discover it on their own like my older daughter discovered rumors i don't know how she did but she took to it and loved it so when i discovered like oh she loves fleetwood mac when they came to town like all right we got to go let's go I think the only time I did like force them to see listen to someone was when we went to concerts. I wouldn't do it for yeah. records, so but yeah, it was it was worth it because I forced them to see Prince and Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones. Those are I think those are the three that I was like, all right, you should have some exposure to this. Or yes. You should learn about this. Something that you'll you'll probably tell your uh, kids about, like oh yeah, I saw I, I did see that band or you I saw know, that artist. You yeah. feel
0: like if it's important to you, if it's really important to you, then they should be respectful and yeah. at least give it a fair shake.
2: I don't think I will take my kids to see Springsteen or U2. I don't know if they will, they they would be accepting of it. They would sit there. I, I really don't see them loving the show. I really don't see yeah. that. No, that's yeah.
0: true. And it is, when you think about also now what an expensive prospect it is to take your kids to a concert like that, like sure. U2 or Springsteen, it's really going to mean the most to you. So it has to be really important to you.
2: And that was the genius of Prince. He did like a residency at the Forum. He was doing a a number of shows at the Forum. This was before they refurbished it. It was literally a church. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so he wanted to bring people to the community, and he wanted people to experience his music, and he, he wanted people to see a live show. So he charged $25 a seat for these concerts. I was like, I have to go to the show i have to take the girls and, and we went so it was great they were a little confused by his sexuality and what's going on and what they were young i think my youngest daughter might have been like six. Oh wow something like that and yeah so, but you know he's crawling around on stage yeah. for like the first 10 minutes and it's he's building up this this sexual energy It's like oh my god you know people are screaming and my girls are going yeah. what is going on and
0: at that age you have to warn them that not every concert they're going to see is going to be like that <laughs>
2: right it was a it was a great show and i think they they still to this day appreciate that they they saw him so that was good my one good opportunity to take the kids to a show together that's for that's a good one that's a
0: good good choice oh thank you we turned the kids on to we said there are two albums we want you to listen to all the way through at your convenience but we want you to listen all the way through where we think they're really important and one was joshua tree and they not big fans and the other one was live the, the band live. Oh, really? Which, you know, is one of my favorite bands, who I just saw kind of was weeks it, ago. It was Throwing, throwing Copper? Throw, throwing Copper, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's
2: interesting. And they like that.
0: Yeah, they both really they, like it. Really? Yeah. And they listen to it all the way through. You know, some albums are just meant to be listened to all the way through, and that is one. Yeah,
2: I don't I don't even know if my kids know albums.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: I know my older daughter knows uh, Rumors, for sure. She, knew, yeah. she knows all the songs of that, but, you know, we don't really play albums, or they don't Come home with a, you know, after spending uh, all their money at Tower Records and uh, running to their room to play the latest album.
0: Well, uh, Sam, my son, Sam, who is 16, he has a turntable in his room and he that records for his birthday people his friends gave him records and some of my friends gave him records so he's starting you know his own little connection which is really cool so that's a case in which he listens to them all the way through oh, well, that's otherwise cool. not nothing from itunes or
2: that's cool actually there's a, a record store i go to called Freakbeat records shout out to Freakbeat. beat it's not like pablo cruz like i i actually like oh. i held on to pablo cruz I'm like i don't know if i want
0: with love will find a way
2: love will find a way that was the one that was the album i had a fireball with uh, don't
0: just remember i love you.
2: Or, yeah, look at you. <laughs> Good pull. Yeah, so they had You the, are the woman. There you go. I actually get a kick out of just flipping through all the the records uh, at the quarter records and uh
0: Quarter records. That's <laughs> fine. You have to be in the mood though. Yeah. yeah.
2: But that was actually the the one time I got my daughter to go to it was uh, because of the album covers. I go pick out some album covers that you like and we'll put them up on your wall. And that's what she did. It was kind of cool. She she actually picked out, uh, I think it was a Culture Club record yes. and uh, Robert Plant. That one Zen, or uh, yes, but yeah, a lot of different things that just visually caught her eye.
0: Did she listen to the records after no, she put them? Of course oh. not. Oh. <laughs> she only gets half credit. the crazy
2: question is that? <laughs> I threw the vinyl away. I don't. You're tuned to the What Difference Does It Make podcast. Stay where you are. We will be back. are the what difference does it make podcast returns
0: okay i want to circle back
2: go ahead because i
0: want you to tell me about the movie that i couldn't get myself to watch that okay. you watch this week
2: all right so we were talking a lot about oingo boingo and that those were one of my first records that i bought were oingo boingo records and actually that the 10 inch ep so anyway i picked up uh, forbidden zone which is directed by richard elfman and richard elfman is danny elfman's brother danny's older brother danny was just out of high school I went digging for the DVD. It's still streaming on YouTube. You could watch it for three bucks if you want to, <laughs> which I never not want to. Some people are not willing to do, but I did find it at Amoeba Records. I found the, the DVD, which had kind of a pop-up video, fun facts type of thing. Like, oh, this will be fun. I'll watch it. Like the it.
0: old pop-up video, like on uh, on VH1. VH1. Yeah, they had. I this. love that. I learned so much from that.
2: <laughs> exactly, and so that was the same idea behind this. Richard Elfman said he was a college dropout. Danny was just out of high school. So, this was a movie made on the cheap. It was uh, done with uh, the Mystic Knights of the Yoingo Boingo. And they had like a, a theater show that they did somewhere in LA, apparently. So, a lot of the elements of this uh, theater show were put into this movie. They had lip syncing to songs from the 30s, yeah. from the 1930s. There was like, you know, they were lip syncing to Cap Calloway, but, you know, there were Dancing Frogs and there were Monte python type animation all done on the cheap you know as you see the pop-up videos little facts you would say oh this is the elfman's grandfather who's playing this part right here this is our realtor who's playing this part here this this was a a neighbor oh actually it was one of danny's friends he was billed as toshira (laughs) baloney's that was it his name was toshira baloney's his actual name is matthew bright not as exciting but uh but in the movie, that was Toshiro okay. Bologna. So I'm looking him up on IMDb, like, I've never heard of this Japanese man. Who is this? And then that's where it came up, like, oh, he's known as Matthew Bright, writing a, a few movies that I actually kind of liked. They were kind of these trashy movies from the 90s. They start, it was like one of the first ones with uh, Drew Barrymore was in it. It's called Gun Crazy. I don't know if you ever saw that, which was actually a really good movie. I, re- I really liked that. I became a big fan of of her because of this movie. It was just uh, it was just kind of cheesy fun. And that's kind of what Forbidden Zone was. Yeah, he also directed Reese Witherspoon in one of her first movies called Freeway when she was 19. Also kind of like a trashy sort of, you know, exploiting your sexuality type movie, but still fun. The guy who wrote those he goes by Matthew Bright now. I think just for this movie, he went by Toshira Baloney's. That's funny. Okay. Danny Elfman did all the music for this. This was his first time doing the music.
1: <laughs> well, son, let me tell you, I'm so pleased to meet you. The boys that I've been expected to greet you. As guests of honor in the house of the dead. Just relax, lay yourself down, say goodbye to your head. Hidey, hi, hi. Hide. And
2: also, I should say that... Uh, Hervé Villachez is in it.
1: <laughs> I saw
0: that.
2: And which was great. And he was in it because he was dating one of the women or it was a roommate with, with someone else. You know, it was all very incestuous. It was just, you know, whoever you could find, it's like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Yeah, let's do this. And so it was...
0: Is he breaking out of his tattoo role? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it was great. Hey, that's fun.
2: It was cheesy fun. It wasn't something like you would go, oh, I need to see that again and again and again. Especially, I mean, if you're a fan of Boingo Boingo, it's just a time capsule of art house type uh, humor back then. Yeah. It was fun. Well,
0: I'm glad you enjoyed it. Am I absolved from watching it?
2: All right. Can I give you an assignment, though?
0: You can give me an assignment. I'm
2: trying to, I'm wondering if you would be, because I am not, here's a movie I will not see, but you might be excited about seeing. It comes out today. Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia. Oh,
0: beside myself. I cannot wait to see Mamma Mia. (laughs) I may go today by myself if I can get a ticket because I'm not sure anyone around will go with me. I'm so excited for that. You wouldn't see that. Couldn't even see it. It's a big NAPS news for you.
2: I've seen the original Mm -hmm. many, many, many times. We own a copy of it. and They won't go to to albums, but they will put on DVDs and... That's one that they play a lot. Yeah, with a good lot. reason. It's
0: so fun. I had
2: just looked it up, but I saw that uh, ABBA's last top 10 hit was in
0: 1980. Oh, Fernando? No. Tell me. Waterloo?
2: <laughs> no. It was uh, Winner Takes It All.
0: Oh. Which is
2: a really good song. Well, you're making a face.
0: Yeah. I, we're veering apart here. No, that's the not one of my favorite uh, No,
2: The loser feeling small. No? I need no? a little
0: up, upbeat ABBA. Yeah. It was... Oh.
2: No, no, I know that is a that's a, kind of a sad. It's mel- very melancholy. Have you ever seen the movie The Trip with Steve Coogan and Rob Bridal? No. Oh, okay. They go on a. One of my favorite movie things is people who sing in cars. I just love <laughs> in movies. Right. I love that. So there's one scene where they're <laughs> where they're singing. The winner takes it all. It's, and
0: that uh,
1: resonates
2: with you. <laughs> it definitely does.
1: I was in your arms. Thinking, thinking I belong, I belong there. Sense. Sense. Building, building me a fence. thinking it makes sense. Building me a fence. Building me a home. home. Thinking, thinking I, I belong strong there. Ah, 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 but I was a fool. fool. Playing by, by the, the rules. rules. The winner takes <laughs> it all. The The winner takes it all The winner takes it all The winner takes (laughs) it all (laughs) Wow Wow I was up there Yeah I was up there I think you strained a little I did strain I did strain
2: uh, anything else? Or what what uh, covered it all?
0: I think we've I think we've covered it all. all of, I think all of 1980. I think we're pretty much done, done with 1980.
2: Uh, I, we could still talk more, but we haven't <laughs> gone into Kenny Rogers. Haven't talked
0: Kenny Rogers. Every time you say that, that's another one. <laughs> I don't my know. my love of Kenny Rogers came from my parents, also. Right. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, yeah. I was okay. Um, <laughs> you
0: do you have anything you'd like to add to 1980 Since we're finishing off 1980, no, officially, looking,
2: <laughs> not really. Um, uh, okay. So next, uh, next time we'll talk ABBA.
0: Okay. We'll talk, Abba. we'll talk
2: a little bit about Abba if you yeah. if you want.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, maybe some,
2: something that leads into, uh, transitions into 1981. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. We as we, as we progress along. Yes. All right. Thank you to our audience for listening to the, what difference does it make podcast and please follow us on, on social media. You can find us everywhere at What Difference Does It Make Podcast or WDDIMPodcast.
2: WDDIMPodcast.com if you want to sign up for our monthly newsletter. We are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family. So until next week, this is
0: Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out.